You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Gang's all here, ready to go on this Monday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. As we always do every Monday, best and worst of the weekend. Your opportunity to be part of the show, you can dial us up, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. This program brought to you by Simply Safe, giving my listeners 50% off their award-winning home security. Learn more. Get 50% off your new system. Visit simplysafedan.com. Play of the day, poll questions, stat of the day or two, all forthcoming. Drew Brees will join us in about 20 minutes. Carson Palmer stops by. The Washington football head coach, Ron Rivera, will join us coming up as well. Giants at the Buccaneers. Coming up tonight, Monday Night Football, Colts roll the Bills, Texans over the Titans, Chiefs handle the Cowboys, LeBron gets a flagrant two and the boot. We'll talk about that moment last night with the Lakers and the Pistons. Anybody who tuned into the Cowboys-Chiefs game expecting a shootout, probably disappointed because the over-under was 55 and a half. They didn't come close. Chiefs won 19 to 9. And while it doesn't sound impressive, if I'm a Chiefs fan... I know the offense is going to be there. That defense, I didn't expect that. And certainly early in the season, you didn't get that. But that Chiefs D has been good. Led the way. Chris Jones was a man amongst boys. They're dominating. Three and a half sacks. He was uh, attacking, frustrating Dak Prescott all game long. Secondary stepped up. Couple of interceptions. And they needed all of that because Dallas has a player on their side of the ball, Micah Parsons, who might be the defensive player of the year. Chris Jones was great. Micah Parsons is a whole different breed. The Chiefs head into their bye week with a four-game winning streak, and they've gotten through the toughest part of their schedule. They appear to be in good shape in the AFC West. And while it hasn't been pretty, considering the way the season started... Kansas City will take these wins. Here's Dak Prescott after the loss to the Chiefs. It's tough. I mean, it's a good, it's a good D line. Um, they did a good job, and they got us tonight. They got the best of us. Uh, I think it started up there, but started in our communication and us just executing out, out wide when we had a chance to make plays, missed the throw early. All of us can can take part in this in this loss and um, and be accountable for everything that happened out there. Kansas City Chiefs head coach Andy Reid was asked, "Was this a statement win?" Every week is like crazy in this league, so I'm not sure there are any statement. There's no, there's not a lot of consistency going on right now, uh, you know, amongst the, the NFL here. Every week is a big-time challenge. It's what the league strives for, parity in this league, and uh, we're no different. So we, we've got to just keep our nose to it. You know, we haven't proven anything yet. You talk about all of it after the season. Go find an island and go lay around and tell everybody about it. But right now, not so much, man. Okay. Can't imagine Andy Reid on an island just laying around, but I like the visual. All right, McLevin, what's the poll question today? Okay, what is the most concerning NFL loss of the weekend? The Bills lose to the Colts. Okay. Cowboys lost to the Chiefs. The Titans losing to the Texans. The Packers lost to the Vikings. In part concerning because Rodgers came out hurt. Mm-hmm. And the Seahawks losing to the Cardinals. Rodgers was already bothered by the sore toe, and he said it's really, really sore now. He played brilliantly. That was a wonderful game. That was crazy great. And Kirk T. Cousins putting up great numbers. Um, Seahawks losing to the Cardinals, I'm not surprised. I I think the reaction to Pete Carroll surprised me a little bit. Um, 
like he somehow thinks his team is better than what they are and that he walked off the podium. He eventually came back, but they're, they're non-threatening. The Titans losing to the Texans. I, I, you know, it's one of those where you go every week, every week, there's one or two games where you go. I can't explain that. The Titans dominated the ball yards, but Tannehill throws four interceptions and keeps the Texans in the game. The Cowboys lose to the Chiefs. Uh, I'm not surprised at that. I think in the manner they lost to them, I am. Bills losing to the Colts might be the most concerning one because I think we wanted to anoint the Bills. When the season started, most of your Super Bowl predictions included the Bills. And if not the Bills, then probably the Chiefs. But you lose to the Colts, and the Colts are playing well. And Jonathan Taylor has been spectacular. So I would say the Bills right now because this is a team that it looked like winning the AFC East was a foregone conclusion. They didn't have to worry about anything here. But when you're allowing the Colts to dominate you on the you know running, and Frank Reich, the Colts head coach, said, we decided we were going to run on first and second down. And then he was asked why. He's like, why not? They couldn't stop me. You know? Carson Wentz only completed 11 passes. Yeah, McLevin. I got to give you credit. We all buried the Colts early in the season. Yeah. I thought they were like a five-win team. And you said, I don't know. They're kind of interesting. They're a playoff team. They're a playoff team. You know, it might not be pretty. It's like the Patriots. You might look at them and go, they're not threatening. All it takes is that one day. That one Sunday. When you get to January, what kind of matchup are you? What do the Colts do that nobody else does right now? They run the football like this, and they have a great running back. This is what the Titans have. Now, if the Colts are able to dominate the line of scrimmage, have Carson Wentz make a couple of plays, and they play good defense, then the Colts will be a tough out. Just like the Titans, if they were healthy, they were they'll still be a tough out if they get Derrick Henry back. But I would say the Bills because it's mystifying. You're, you're looking at, what, nine turnovers in the last three games? We keep waiting for, okay, now they're going to right the ship. This is what the Bills do. Um, I, I like, you know, when the season started, I picked the Packers and the Chiefs to play in the Super Bowl. Not exactly a stretch there. I thought people were putting way too much on Josh Allen, expecting way too much from Josh Allen, because I know that he's got a wonderful wide receiver. But it feels like everything has to go right for them to be a great team. And I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, McLevin. No, it will help playing New Orleans on Thanksgiving night. The New Orleans really banged up. Yeah. Standalone but, game? I know. That... I know. Oh, do you have one of those feelings? No, no, no. I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, Drew Brees appreciation night. And, you know, you just lost a game and it's a quick turnaround. You go to New Orleans. New Orleans, you know, just got roughed up. I don't know what the line is. I'm guessing Buffalo's favored by two and a half, three. Yeah, Paul. I think Saints fans would rather have be Drew Brees returns to the team and starts night. Yeah, yeah. He'll be, the, he'll be the best Saint quarterback in the building. That'd be great if they go. Uh, uh, Drew, uh, you want to go out and give us a couple of plays? You're already down there on the field. I mean, come on. Why not? Help us out there a little bit. Also, you know, watching the Steelers last night, I don't know what to make of them. Because you tie with the Lions, 
and you know you're down 27 to 10 15 minutes left in last night's game and then which was basically a Steeler home game because it was in LA and the Steeler fans travel in the next 12 minutes they score 27 points they lead 37 34 they got momentum but Justin Herbert was wonderful spectacular the Steelers got a tough road now because they're in the eighth seed position they don't play a team with a losing record in the last seven games of the season so going to be tricky and you know ben might put up just enough numbers for you to go or him to go maybe i'll come back one more year i got the feeling when he joined us a couple of weeks ago it didn't sound like hey i'm going to be retiring it did sound like he's not going to be tom brady and play to his 44 but I think we, because we've seen his backup and then you don't like what the future looks like. Well, that's not going to be the future. Mason Rudolph is not going to be the future. At least shouldn't be. Uh, Bills Saints, it opened. Bills minus four and a half. And okay, four and a half. Yeah, McLovin. That's actually, you know, it's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. But the Saints need Kamara on the field, by the yeah, way. Yeah, they do. The Eagles got handed a win yesterday. Yes, yeah, and everyone's all hyped on the Eagles now. No, I, I don't. I know. I don't know. Well, I don't know if people are still sold on Jalen Hurts. I love watching him. That, but I, you know, they run the football. I, I want my quarterback to be able to beat you from the pocket because eventually you're going to have to. He runs 10 times a game. And, and look, we love Lamar Jackson. That's your blueprint here. But Jalen Hurts. Uh, has proven, and you know they're going to give him the rest of this, you know, second half of the season. But you got a lot of draft picks here. Not that you have a great quarterback in waiting there or in the draft, but Jalen Hurts, you know, he at least he's entertaining. Yeah, McLovin. Yeah, I think that's the the analogy. Like they think, well, okay, he could be Lamar Jackson and somehow not get hurt running. I mean, it's a wishful thinking, but yeah, yeah, Paul. I got one more game for the weekend. Did the Minnesota Vikings actually beat the Green Bay Packers yesterday? Because nationally, no one can talk about the Vikings. Yeah. It's like their quarterback has burned us so many times before that it's, they're a bandwagon hard to get back on. And his stats are nutty this year, Cousins. Yeah, he's got great stats, but you still look at that team. I, when the season started, and one of the reasons why I picked the Packers is I thought they'd beat the Lions twice, they would beat the Bears twice, and they would split with the uh, Vikings. Okay. That's why if I'm Aaron Rodgers, do I want to leave that division? And he, he feasts on the Vikings. I mean, his numbers against the Vikings are crazy. I think it's the most impressive single matchup for a quarterback against an, an, uh, an opponent in the modern era. Like he just, he carves up the Vikings. Why would you leave that division? But, you know, the, the Vikings getting the win, you know, they, I thought the Packers picked off Kirk D. Cousins, and they were going to win it. Uh, but, you know, Cousins played well. He went toe-to-toe, no pun intended, with Aaron Rodgers. But do it in the playoffs. That's what I'd like to see. All right, we'll get to phone calls coming up. LeBron James, and uh, he got the boot last night, a flagrant two, as he uh, his fist or forearm or both came in contact with the uh, 20-year-old Isaiah Stewart with the Pistons there. And then it was on and uh, could have been ugly. And uh, holding Stewart back 
because um, he wanted a piece of LeBron James. Now, I know the Lakers, I think the Lakers have a game, I think, on Thanksgiving against the Knicks in the Garden. Does that sound right, McLovin? Because I wonder if the NBA... Actually, they play the Knicks tomorrow night. Okay. So tomorrow night. That's a big game. Okay. All right. Because if you're going to suspend him, then are they going to suspend him for that game in the Garden? Yeah, Paulie. The Detroit Pistons travel to Los Angeles to play the Lakers next Sunday. Mm. National TV, by the way. Here is, uh, here is the call on Spectrum Sportsnet last night. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Stewart and LeBron. Stewart is hot. And everybody's coming off now. Now, this is ridiculous. Yeah, he must have caught an elbow or something, but... Oh, yeah, he's, he's got a lot of blood streaming from the side of the eye. Look, here goes Stewart. <laughs> yeah, I think he's a little upset. You've got coaches. You've got security guys. Look at Dwayne Casey's like, just calm down. All right. You know, I guess the uh, if you look at the, the letter of the rule here with the NBA, punching fouls, any player throws a punch, whether it connects or not, has committed an unsportsmanlike act. He'll be ejected following confirmation during review by instant replay and suspended for a minimum of one game. Now, it was a backhand fist to the side of Stewart's face and draws in, you know, drew blood. Um, is that enough to suspend LeBron? LeBron, you know, made it seem like, hey, I'm sorry I did it, but you still hit him. You know, you, you didn't meet it, but Stewart sees the blood and then all of a sudden he wants a piece of LeBron. You know, the person I would come down on harder in this is Isaiah Stewart. LeBron, if you want to suspend him, suspend him. But Stewart, what he did, he tried to escalate this. And he went at LeBron a couple of times and then tried to go behind in the bowels of the stadium to get to LeBron and get to the Lakers. I would, I would sit him down for, you know, at least three games. Because you can't have that. This is not the 70s NBA. This is multi-billion dollar companies. These players are making 40, 50 million dollars a year. You can't have this. And I would, I would make sure Stewart knows, while you did get bloodied, uh, we're going to punish LeBron, but you cannot do what you did. And therefore, I'd, I'd put him down for at least three games, maybe even five games. Yes, Todd. On the other end, even though it's not uh, intentionally, you didn't want to like cut his eye open. There's still something to be said for a careless swing of your arm when you're not sure what's going to happen to the person that's on the receiving end of that. Well, that was intentional. The blood wasn't intentional. I think he was like, hey, get off. And he smacked him. And then the blood happened. If there's no blood, is there a different reaction there? Is he thrown from the game? I don't know. But I would suspend LeBron for a game. And I would suspend Isaiah Stewart for a few. Because that, to me, is the bigger picture that's really bad. Could have been horrible in, an, of all places, Detroit. Yeah, Paul. Everyone's wanted to punch a piston named Isaiah once or twice wow. in their life. Wow. Wow. Too soon? Yeah. I'm actually a Zeke fan. Yeah. So it's, Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now you are. Yeah. Michael Jordan liked that joke. All right. Let's take a break. 
Uh, Drew Brees will join us. Phone calls, best and worst of the weekend, what you saw that you liked, you didn't like. And uh, we'll get to those phone calls after Drew Brees. Take a break. Just getting started here. Dan and the Dan at Stan Patrick Show. Discover the Discover credit card. Certainly through the holidays when you use that Discover credit card. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically. No limit on how much you can earn. And that's amazing. Even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of the places in the United States that take credit cards take Discover. And that means when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more. Discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitation supply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This program brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. They go far beyond from their customization options. Cutting-edge tech to their five-star sales service financial support crew. Mercedes-Benz Vans, built, equipped, and engineered to be ready for anything. Go the extra mile, taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership. NBC Sunday Night Football and Notre Dame analyst Super Bowl MVP. Drew Brees joining us on the program. Drew, how are you today? You're doing great, Dan. How are you? I, are you are you taking a walk? Is that your exercise this morning? Uh, this is, yeah, this is this is uh this is kind of get the day started. You know, clear my head. I'm in uh, I'm in Greenwich, Connecticut. We just uh, we finished doing the studio show last night for Football Night in America. So this is my morning walk before I head out of town. What do people say to you on the street? Ah, uh, I get some looks. I stopped by Whole Foods to grab like some oatmeal and some fruit, and I had a couple people want to talk football. <laughs> ask, me, ask me what happened to the Buffalo Bills yesterday, <laughs> you know, or, or whoever their favorite team is. So, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of that. You know, i, I got to put the analyst hat on a lot just in my daily life now. What happens when you've had a bad game? Like Ryan Tannehill threw four interceptions. Is it bad to watch that film, or is it better to not watch film? Oh man, it, it, it stinks. It's just one of those things you got to do, just swallow it, you know, but, um, at the same time, shoot, you know, missed opportunity for them. Right. You know, that's a game they should win. Um, you know, crummy weather. So you got to play the game a little bit differently, but they certainly had their chances. Um, I still think they're a team to beat just cause I think their defense is pretty good, but they're gonna have to figure some things out on offense without Derek Henry. Well, it's one of those games where you go, wait, the Texans are doing what to the Titans. I mean, it, it feels like every week, there's at least two of these games. How do you explain it? The NFL. <laughs> that's, why, that's, why people, that's, why, that's why people love the NFL, because each week you have no idea. And, and, and every game really comes down to about seven or eight plays, about seven or eight moments or situations, and whoever handles those right wins, and, and whoever doesn't, doesn't. And it, regardless of records, I think anytime you play divisional games, throw records out the window. For the first three quarters, those are typically hard-fought, tough football games. And then usually the better team finds a way to win it in the fourth quarter or pull away. But you let a team hang around that you shouldn't. And this is the NFL. Look out. They'll beat you. What would you do if you're uh, Ben Roethlisberger? What do you mean? Short-term, long-term? Come back next season? Yeah, I mean, look. If he plays, if he can, if he continues to play like he did last night, you know, um, 
it, it, you know, I, I think as a as a as a veteran as a veteran quarterback, I think the thing that you the thing that you battle is look, you have so much experience, so much knowledge, so much wisdom from from all the football that you've played. Now it becomes harder each and every week, just from a physical perspective to care for your body, to care for your arm, to care for all the things that just start popping up, you know, from a health perspective and, and get to Sunday. You know, that, that was kind of always the thing is, man, get to Sunday as healthy as you can. Because up here, like, you got it. I mean, you know exactly what everybody's doing. There's never a defense you're going to see that you haven't seen before, you don't have an answer for. But it's just that, that weekly grind, I think not just physically, but uh, just, you know, you take on a lot of stress too. Because you know you're responsible for so much, but as man, as long as he's having fun, playing at a high level, you know, play as long as you can. But how frustrating is that? That you have all the answers to the test, but you you might not be able to complete the test. Well, look, I, I again, I think I think he played well last night, you know, and and I don't know, I don't know how his, you know, Ben's always been one of those guys that you you feel like is getting beat up quite a bit, you know, or at least. Uh, yeah, that's kind of always what's reported. Um, so, you know, but, but as long as he's having fun and, and doing it at a high level and, you know, feeling like he still has something to, to prove and chase, um, then, man, why not, why not play? Listen, last night, if, if, if the Steelers have, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick and T.J. Watt and, you know, Joe Hayden, I think that's, that's a different game. You know, I think defensively they, they'd end up playing a little better, but uh, it's a fun game to watch. What do you make of Justin Herbert so far? I think he's a stud. I think he is going to be one of the great players in this league for a very long time. Uh, he's got all the physical ability. I mean, freakish physical ability, you know, arm talent, um, athletic ability. Um, I think he's got as many intangibles as he does the physical traits as well from a leadership perspective and just his poise and his and his intellect so he he can be one of the best for a very long time what's been the biggest challenge for you making this uh transition from football to analyst well i mean it's uh it's 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 a different skill set you know it's using different muscles i'd say the biggest challenge honestly is first off broadcasting and in-studio work are completely different anyway um you know, broadcasting to me is is kind of like playing the game, which is a lot of fun. I prepare the same way. I watch film the same way. I mean, I think about how I would be attacking the the opposing team or the opposing defense the exact same way as if I was actually going to go out there and play quarterback. And then it's just a matter of being to articulate that to the fans or those listening and watching and you know, try to put them in your shoes as a player. You know, you go in studio and it's, it's – uh, it's, it's much quicker. You know, you have a lot more to get through in a very short amount of time. You know, you're really trying to give a synopsis of what happened throughout the entire day. And the broadcasting is college football and the in-studio is NFL football. So you feel like you have to have this knowledge base of, of, of kind of the general landscape of both. So that makes it difficult. And then I get to go broadcast an NFL game on, on Thursday night in New Orleans. So it's a little bit of everything all kind of thrown into a very short amount of time. But that's another thing is you you and Mike Trico are going to have the game on Thursday night. It'll be the Bills and the Saints. And do you do you prepare 
So you're Buffalo going against the Saints in what you would do, as as well as the Saints going against Buffalo in what you would do if you were playing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I guess I've I mean, I've watched I've already watched a bunch of film, but but as I watch, they continue to watch more games. You know, I almost develop a game plan in my mind as to how I would attack, you know, each defense or if I'm each offense. You know, these are these are where my matchups are. This is how. I want to play this game. This is what I think the keys to victory are. So then when you get in the, in the broadcast booth and you begin watching the game unfold, in a lot of cases, it, it, it plays out the way that I would have envisioned. Now, listen, crazy things happen, right? And, and you have to be ready to react. But, man, that's what we love about football. And that's, that's what's fun is, is that you never really know what's going to happen. But, you know, based on your knowledge base and your experience, you're able to articulate those moments and those those situations for people. And then you're going to be honored on Thursday night. What's that going to entail? Yeah, uh, well, you know, my my last time in the Dome uh, was was unfortunately with no fans. You know, all of last season was, was virtually with no fans. Um, so it's been a while since I've been in the Dome with – you know, the, the, the screaming who that nation, you know, and all that energy. Um, so this would be, uh, this would be, this would be an incredible moment to get back in front of the who that nation. And, um, you know, obviously under, under kind of weird circumstances since I'm there to broadcast the game, but um, it'll be great to, to feel that one more time. I know you're doing some things with uh, crown Royal. If you want to uh, let people uh, in on what you're doing. Well, yeah, tonight I'm actually going to be in new Orleans. Uh, me and Deuce McAllister are going to be at an event with a bunch of hospitality workers, military members as part of Crown Royal's generosity fund, where they're going to donate a million dollars to different organizations throughout the year to support hospitality workers and, and military members. So we, Deuce and I each represent a different group. So I represent the Louisiana Hospitality Foundation. Deuce represents the Bastion Community of Resilience. And so we're going to have a little competition at this concert. Uh, to continue to raise money and raise awareness for uh, these these groups and, and so that uh, we can continue to support them, especially coming off of COVID-19 where many of them were affected negatively. So this will be a lot of fun tonight. And um, we're asking people to go go to my Twitter, at Drew Brees, retweet the tweet that I um, sent out a few, few days ago because that helps generate more uh, money for the Louisiana um, uh, Hospitality Workers Foundation. So thank you. Good to see you. How far are you going to walk, by the way? Uh, it always ends up being about four or five miles. But, man, the leaves are changing color. Yeah. yeah. This is kind of nice. You don't, you, don't, you don't get this down south or, <laughs> or on the west coast at all, you know? So you gotta got to take all this in while you can. When's the last time you threw a football? Oh, gee whiz. I throw one left-handed all the time. I kind of developed that habit like four years ago when my kids were getting older and every time I get home, they're like, dad, throw it to us, dad, throw it to us. So I'm like, yeah, I just finished throwing a hundred balls at practice from here and look left-handed. So I don't wear this right arm out. I actually, I've gotten pretty good with the left here, Dan. Better watch out, man. Comeback, question mark? Question mark. Question mark, question mark. We'll see. <laughs> uh, have fun this week. Uh, always great to talk to you. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, you as well, Dan. Thanks. That's uh, Drew Brees. Uh, Sunday Night Football, he'll be in the booth with Mike Tirico. Football Night in America, Thursday night. 
It'll be the Bills and his Saints, and he'll be honored there. Yes, McLovin? Actually, we just got a new – he's not going to be in the booth. He's going to be walking around the stadium doing the, <laughs> the game. Also <laughs> – But he sounded great for a walk. <laughs> He was just walking, holding his phone, and walking around the neighborhood there in uh, Greenwich, Connecticut, getting his workout in. All right. I can respect that. It's better that he's walking and not running, lifting weights. Yeah, Paul? Can you imagine there's some dad taking his kids to school in some small town going, is that freaking Drew Brees over there? Why, why is Drew Brees walking down my street? What's the poll question we're going with, McLovin? Well, just for clicks, we had to put it up. Uh, should LeBron be suspended, yes or no? Okay. And you know why it's for clicks. If I was saying if this was a Nuggets-Kings game and the power forward of the Kings had, had uh, punched somebody on the foul line, it would never be a story. This is getting amplified, obviously. Oh, yeah, yes. Because, you know, there are people who are anti-LeBron want to know if the league will come down hard and, you know, suspend LeBron. But, you know, the commissioner, does he have a choice here? Like, it was a punch? Was it a punch? Um if, if it is, you know, defined, classified as a punch, then he is suspended for one game. But to me, look, you want to suspend him, suspend him. Isaiah Stewart, to me, that was, the, that was where it got bad because that could have involved everybody. We could have had a, an actual brawl. We could have had a fight. What if he got to LeBron? And then the teammates were jumping in. Best defense they played all year long was defending LeBron from Isaiah Stewart there. But Isaiah Stewart was going to escalate that. And because of that, I got to come down really hard on him. And I know he's only 20 years of age. And yes, he's the one who got bloodied. But what you did after that, even though you're mad, you want retaliation, it's, it's inexcusable. You can't have it. You can't do it. And the fact that he went, he tried to go around and come back the other side and get LeBron, try to go to the locker room, I think that he's going to get hit pretty hard. No pun intended. Yeah, McLevin. Did it jump into your mind that it was in Detroit, the, yeah. the site of Malice at the Yeah, Palace? because it was a week ago. It was last Friday was the anniversary, Malice at the Palace. Yeah. I mean, it, it didn't dawn on me in the moment, but then after, then you start to think, gosh, the Mal- Malice in the Palace, that was last Friday, I think, was the anniversary. But no, I, I didn't think of it. And then I've seen the replay in different angles there. I mean, LeBron meant to hit him. Did he mean to hit him up high or in the face? Maybe not, but, but you don't get the benefit of the doubt because you didn't mean to. I know you can look at LeBron's track record. And LeBron has only been tossed from one other game in his career. But this was a, a smack, a punch, however you want to define it. And even if he didn't mean to do it, he still did. And I think he's going to be suspended. I'd have no problem if they suspend him. I do think that if the commissioner doesn't, then you're going to have a lot of people going, oh, LeBron gets preferential treatment. Yeah, McClellan. So they play the Knicks tomorrow night yeah. in New York. Then they have the Pacers on Wednesday night and the Kings on Friday night. Can the NBA arrange it so LeBron is out for one of those games? The, and Kings, not... the Kings game. Yeah, yeah Friday. Because the, I think the Knicks, I imagine that's TNT or something. Yeah, Tuesday night. The Kings fired Luke Walton. That's one of those where you go, oh, Luke Walton was the coach of the Kings. Yeah, yeah, he was. Not anymore. I think they started out 6-11. and 11. 
Oh, the Kings. There are just certain organizations where you go, why? Why? And a lot of it has to do with hiring the right people to run your organization. Who wants to coach the Kings? It's going to be tough. Yeah, Paul. Dan, your Kings have not made the playoffs since the 05-06 season. Oh, I know. That's, that's hard to do in the NBA. Yes. Yes, it is. Like, just get into a play-in game. Like, I'd be happy with a play-in game. <laughs> you could be a 10 seed. Give me a play-in game. That's all. The entire Willie Cauley-Stein era did not have I a know. playoff appearance? I know. Who would have thought? Although I did like Willie Cauley-Stein yeah. when he came out of Kentucky. He's a defensive stopper, you kept saying. Yes, yes he is. Yes, he is. Uh, yes, McLovin. I did not think Willie Cauley-Stein would come up on a football Monday today. <laughs> Uh, that's the only time that he's coming up today. All righty. Let's take a break. We got our play of the day up next and your phone calls. Best and worst of the weekend. Back after this. Black Friday, one of the biggest shopping days and one of the biggest opportunities for scammers. Some of the most common scams include buying a gift online that never arrives. Sellers demanding payment with gift cards, fake shopping websites, fake delivery notifications. Once again, it's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives every day because in an instant, a cyber criminal could steal what's yours. That's why it's great that there's LifeLock. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats, like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect your information has potentially been compromised, they send you an alert. They are quick to point out no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But you can protect what is yours with LifeLock by Norton. Save big during the Black Friday sale. Join today. Save up to 35% off your first year. 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com, promo code Patrick. That's LifeLock.com, promo code Patrick. Patrick, for 35% off the sale ends November 30th. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, my God. The play, the play, the play. of the day. Runner left side, got it! Check this out. The ball is at the one-yard line. The Colts lead 31-7 to under center. Carson Wentz. Taylor stood up at the one. Falls forward. There's five of them. Number five, Jonathan Taylor, has failed the end zone five times in the game. And the Colts have six more on the board. It is 37-7. to That's your play of the day, courtesy of the Colts Radio Network. Jonathan Taylor joins Clinton Portis and Gail Sayers as the only players in NFL history under the age of 23 with five or more touchdowns in a single game. That's your play of the day, brought to you by the great folks at Panini. 
I wonder what the value of his trading card is now, Jonathan Taylor. Hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats, only one place to collect them all, Panini Trading Cards, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. For instance, classics, autographed cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts. You can start or continue your collection right now at PaniniAmerica.net. All right, we got our poll question. Uh, College football weekend, Dan Mullen was fired uh, by Florida. Utah drops Oregon. And I don't know what kind of movement we have. Ohio State, great weekend for Ohio State. Cincinnati, all you got to do is hold serve. Just kind of hang in there. Hang in there. You know, Notre Dame is going to start to creep into the picture here. Uh, Michigan State, say goodbye to them. Now you got the Michigan-Ohio State showdown and everything that uh, is involved with that. You know, the, the smaller picture with that rivalry, the bigger picture of what it's going to mean for the rankings. You still have Alabama and Georgia with the showdown. Uh, Michigan hosting the Ohio State. Uh, so there's, there's, as we like to say, still really important football games. And then you have the conference games, title games as well. And that can have a big Im- uh, impact on what's going to happen with these rankings here. Gary in Iowa leads us off. Best and worst of the weekend. Good morning, Gary. What's on your mind today? Good morning, Dan. Thank you for taking my phone call. Sure. I apologize for my voice in advance, but there's a pretty good reason for that. I'm 50 years old, never been to a game, and I love football. I was given the opportunity to drive Hayden Fry's bus up to Iowa City this weekend for the tailgate. And then when I got there, I was gifted with 50-yard line tickets. Awesome. And I don't see it getting any better than that. Thank you for taking my phone call. All right. Thank you to to the man that made this possible. Thank you so much. All right. Well, thank you. That's pretty cool. Gary gets uh, 50-yard line tickets. All right, Gary. Yeah. Not bad. Although Iowa struggled to hold on, didn't they? Had a tough one against Illinois, but they won, I think. Oh, my God. You can't say a tough one against Illinois. Like, that usually doesn't happen. Although, Illinois probably goes, hey, if we get five wins this year, this is great. You know, we had the Penn State win. Bobby in South Carolina. Hi, Bobby. What's on your mind? Morning, Dan. Uh, I got two best of the weekend, actually. Um, First one is my Gamecocks beating Auburn for the second time at home. Um, And my other best is Shane Beamer getting us bowl eligible, first-year coach. Um, everybody, time to jump on the Shane train. Have a good day. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Bobby. Yes, Bobby. South Carolina, like a month ago, was, was starting a graduate assistant coach at quarterback, and now they're going to be in a bowl game. <laughs> Got to give them credit. Yeah, sometimes when you see these super seniors and they're like, they've been there six years, and they're like, wow, if I could have done that, I would have. I mean, I, I tried to do that. It's like, uh, you're going to have to leave. You're like the creepy old guy here on campus. You're going to have to leave. They only liked me because I bought them beer. You know? uh, Michael in South Carolina. Hi, Mike. What's on your mind today? Hey, good morning, Dan. Good morning, Dan Edson. Happy holidays to you. Yeah, I got a little thunder stolen from me with the uh, uh, victory over Auburn Tigers for Shane's Gamecocks. We're glad about that, of course. Worst of the weekend, unfortunately, was not watching the game due to my personal load management that I do of disappointment because I assume we weren't going to do as good as we did, but go Cox, keep it up. Let's be Clemson. All right. Thank you, Michael. I watched some of Clemson. I watched, you know, I was kind of bouncing around there. Um, 
you know, I wanted to see how Utah was going to do against Oregon, and they did really well <laughs> against Oregon. I'm not surprised Utah won. I'm surprised at how they won. I watched a lot of USC UCLA. Oh no! Yeah. Uh, I know. I think USC fans were hoping you would make it an hour without mentioning <laughs> that one. Well, I had some USC fans saying, you know what? This is great because it was convincing. It was embarrassing. And that's what we need. We need to send a message. And I'm thinking, this is USC. Like you wanted to be almost humiliated. So now you've hit rock bottom. Now you got to decide, do you want to try to be a football power again? Yeah, Paul. You can't give up 62 when there's not a basketball involved. That's always my college football rule. Uh, it was a beautiful day, though, for the game at the Coliseum. Great uniform game, you know. Love UCLA, powder blue. Can you guys tell the difference between the Rams and the Chargers when they show their logos? Because the colors are the same almost, it feels like. And the, and the logo, and it's like... Is that the Rams? Yeah, see. I was positive Odell Beckham Jr. had a great catch last night. I'm like, look at third. Oh, wait, no. Wrong team. Yeah, you just you look at, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's by design, but they certainly are close. Yeah, McLovin. And is either that good? They both ripped off Good Morning LA or some show. They're too bright and sunny and... Oh, is that what it was? A morning show? Well, remember we, I think we did a look in once on that where it's the exact same color scheme as the popular lo- uh, morning show there. Oh. Bright yellow and blue. Okay. Like Good, good Morning LA? Yeah. Oh. All right. Sean in Kansas. Hi, Sean. Best and worst of the weekend. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call again. Sure. Um, honestly, I got two worst and two best, but the two worst are really quick. KU almost beating TCU for their second straight win. That would have been awesome. And now if they can beat West Virginia, in case they can beat Texas, Texas is going to finish dead last in the Big 12. That will be awesome. <laughs> um, and then K-State almost beating Baylor was also kind of a, a letdown. But, hey, the Chiefs' defense finally showed up. And uh, being a Suns fan ever since I got to go see Steve Nash live, they've won 12 straight since Robert Sarver was accused of all the uh, stuff he was accused for. So I hope that galvanized them to basically do even better and kind of quiet down the uh, – Robert Sarver stuff. Thank you, Sean. The number of colleges that root against Texas, like, you know, it makes their weekend when Texas loses. But wow, this was this was supposed to be the hire where you bring in an offensive minded guy. He'd been at Alabama. He'd been a head coach before. And it is not gone well at Texas. I don't think they could be a one and done with Steve Sarkeesian because there's so much money that he's owed. But I mean, they could, but it's, you know, when he talks about me, you know, maybe I've lost these guys already. I'm thinking you, you can't say that. You can't, even if you feel it, you, you cannot say something like that. Yeah, McLovin. But there's been a few coaches who've had their worst coaching performances at that program. Is it possible it's the program? Well, the expectations are high, but they should be. Like, you want to now go play with the SEC? You know, they had their own network. You know, that this was like, okay, they're graduating to the big time. Hey, we'll bring in Nick Saban's top assistant. We're going to be ready to go. And then you watch them, and you would think, just own Texas when it comes to recruiting, and you can be a national powerhouse. I mean, it's, it's pretty rough. 
Yeah, McLevin. And by the way, uh, speaking of, uh, L- how about those L.A. quarterbacks killing it for other colleges? I think Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. Yeah. I mean, how come USC isn't keeping these quarterbacks? Well, and that's another thing. You, sh- you, But you know what? They've had a couple of good quarterbacks. You know, Slovis was good. Uh uh, Dart is a five, you know, five-star recruit. Jackson Dart. I mean, they so they get him, but they may not be getting the right five-star recruit. And he made his first start uh, on Saturday. He looked okay. He's got talent. He certainly got confidence. But UCLA—that's a big number to put up in that rivalry. Ron Rivera, the Washington football head coach, will join us in an hour. Carson Palmer will do his Monday drive-by as well. More phone calls, our best and worst of the weekend. Just getting started. One hour in the books. Two more to go. Seton Pauly, Fritzy McLovin, yours truly. One more item as we close out hour one. Holiday season's a lot of fun, but also a lot of stress. What do you get your family? What do I get the Danettes that I haven't already given them, which is a life. That's why sleep is a priority this time of the year. I get invited to holiday parties and I may show up, grab a few cookies, but it's also the busiest time of the sports year. It comes down to that choice. Would I rather drink eggnog with a neighbor that I may not like or watch a midweek Mac game? and go to bed on time. I got to be on my A game. That's why I need a great night's sleep and my sleep number bed. Sleep number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. It's time for sleep numbers, Black Friday specials. Save 50% on the sleep number 360 limited edition smart bed plus special financing only at sleep number stores or sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. My sleep number is 75. Find out what yours is. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com slash Patrick for details.